0: Welcome to the Man of Recaps. This is Ozark, Season 4, Part 1. It starts right off with a weird scene where the Bird family is moving back to Chicago, seeming to be relatively happy. But unfortunately, oh, they get into a big car crash. Is this a flash forward to the future? Is it a dream? Or is it a metaphor that every time things seem to be going well, something else happens to muck it all up? Now, in the real present, remember Marty and Wendy Bird are down in Mexico at cartel leader Omar Navarro's uh, son's baptism party. First, they have to clean bits of Helen Pierce out of their hair, reminding them how dangerous this job is. But they seem safe for now. In fact, they're guests of honor. It was their Plan to get the FBI to attack the Lagunas cartel and win the war for Navarro. Now, we meet Navarro's nephew Javi, who's a real charismatic guy, went to business school in the States. But Navarro's like, Yeah, Javi's definitely planning to kill me and take over, so I'm gonna retire. And he gives the birds yet another impossible task. He wants immunity in the United States. And per usual, their lives are on the line because if they fail, Javi will probably kill them all. So Marty Bird tries to pitch the idea to his FBI contact, Agent Maya Miller, who just had her baby and is on maternity leave, while Wendy Bird continues to work the politics angle with Jim Rattlesdorf behind-the-scenes political wizard. Remember, he was Charles Wilkes' lawyer slash right-hand man, but now Wendy Bird has taken over as the -the behind-the-scenes political queen of the Ozarks, and she wants to rise even higher to influence all politics in the whole Midwest. The big problem, though, is Javi cannot find out about his uncle's secret retirement plan, and he has a habit of dropping in unannounced. Now, we don't get any Bird Family breakfast this season. Who's got time for a sit-down spread? But we do check in on the kids at Bird Family dinners. Charlotte is causing no problems these days. She's fully on board with working for her parents and helping out the family. It's Jonah's turn to be angry now. He is really mad at his mom for ordering the death of her brother, his beloved Uncle Ben. In fact, he brings Ben's ashes to Ruth, who loved him and didn't kill him, and she puts them in a funny goat cookie jar. Remember, at the end of last season, Ruth Langmore quit working for the Birds and joined her cousin Wyatt over working for Darlene Snell in her heroin farm. Ruth buys the Lazy-O motel to launder money through, but laundering money wasn't really her specialty. But Jonah Birds, a young money laundering savant, he joins her and these two become friends. Wendy does not approve and spends all season scolding him, so eventually he moves out, gets a room at the Lazy-O and is laundering full-time. Now, one day when Javi was in town, he killed Sheriff Nix, who was bought by Darlene Snell. And without his protection, Frank Cosgrove of the Kansas City mob backs out of their distribution deal. So now Darlene has a ton of heroin and no way to sell it. Ruth has a great idea. She knows some celebrity chef from when he played in the poker tournament at the casino, and she pitches him to be the influencer for their organic, homegrown, farm-to-table heroin. Unfortunately, he likes the product too much, almost ODs one day, decides to rethink his life choices. Meanwhile, Wendy Bird, becoming a political influencer, and the main way to do that is with a buttload of corporate money. She approaches Claire Shaw, the CEO of a mega pharmaceutical company one of her highest costs is buying the legal medical morphine to make their various drugs and the bird's picture hey what if you bought the same product at half the cost from the Mexican cartel so the birds just facilitated an industrial sized drug deal between the cartel and a mega corporation and of course they get their cut which lets Wendy buy politicians and they're all real dirty in case it comes up she finds out this guy's got new voting machines that can actually fake votes now the public face of this deal is the bird family foundation building new mental health and rehab centers but to make it more real Wendy talks about how it's personal cuz her bipolar brother Ben is missing, and unfortunately, this brings some unwanted attention on the subject. And speaking of unwanted attention, there's a new private investigator in town, Mel Saddam, who's looking for Helen Pierce because of her divorce. He is relentless, showing up all the time because he knows the birds know something. And he's like, look, I don't care if you did anything illegal. I just need Helen's signature for the divorce papers or else her body. Eventually, he overhears the bird kids talking pretty explicitly about the cartel, so he's putting the pieces together. One day, Marty overhears Hobby talking about an arms deal, and he's like, yo, Navarro, this is exactly the kind of thing you've got to give up to make the FBI on your side but now Javi knows there's a mole, so he backs out of the pharmaceutical deal until they find him. Now they desperately need some replacement heroin, so Marty goes to his old friend Ruth, and it was mostly Wendy she was mad at, she still kinda likes Marty. So now Ruth Langmore is closing a $100 million deal with a mega corporation. But unfortunately, Darlene had just sold all their heroin. She cuts out his father and goes straight to Frank Jr. of the Casey mob, like, hey, sorry I shot your dick off last season, but let's make some money together. So now Ruth and Marty gotta pay extra to buy it right back. During this deal, Frank Jr. gives Ruth a real heartfelt apology for beating her up, and Ruth's like, hey, man, you know what? We can be friends now. But Ruth and Darlene have a big falling out about Ruth making deals behind her back. For this and other issues, Darlene goes to yell at Wendy Bird, but Wendy Bird yells right back. She's not afraid of her anymore. And in fact, Darlene starts having a heart attack. And Wendy Bird has her Walter White moment as she considers not calling an ambulance and just watching her die in her driveway. In the end though, Wendy does save her. It gives her something else to taunt her about. Meanwhile, Navarro's deal with the FBI is moving along until one day Javi plants a bomb in one of the trucks. He killed a couple agents. So now the only way the deal can move forward is if Omar gives up his nephew. So Omar tells Javi he's retiring, congrats kid, you're the new boss. But now he's making a deal with the FBI to give Javi and the whole cartel up. But at the meeting, the FBI changes the deal on him. It's been great having the cartel leader secretly working for them, and if they take down the whole cartel, a new one they don't have access to will just take its place. They want Navarro to keep running the cartel for another five years, giving up shipments here and there, basically a tax. Then after that, he can retire with immunity in America. As part of this deal, the FBI would take over as Navarro's American contact, including all the money laundering, and the birds get immunity too, they would finally be free and clear. They've been making plans to move back to Chicago, finally get out of the Ozarks. But Agent Maya Miller does not approve of this deal. She thinks they should be arresting drug lords, not giving them a retirement plan. So she tips off local law enforcement and Omar Navarro is arrested. This messes everything up. It's a metaphorical car crash. Naturally, Javi assumes it was the birds who betrayed his uncle and once again Marty's on his knees, talking out of his ass to save his life. When he talks to Omar like, hey new plan, convince Javi not to kill Marty and to take your deal and the FBI will let you go. And the new deal goes through. Javi spends 10 years as the cartel leader, giving up some stuff to the FBI, then gets to retire with immunity. But as for Omar, this part's kind of confusing because it's not stated directly, but it seems like Wendy lied to him about his release being part of the deal. And he's really disappointed in Wendy because over the last two seasons, they've like kind of become friends. But she's like, sorry, man, it's just the way it had to go. And Omar Navarro, I think, is staying in jail. Meanwhile, Frank Sr. is mad at Darlene for going behind his back to make a deal with his son, but he makes a mistake of disrespecting Darlene Snell in her own house, which, oh, get you shotgunned. Now, this kind of scares Wyatt. He's like, yo, Ruth, I think I'm gonna dump Darlene, then you, me, and three can leave town and start a new life. But if Darlene's single, they're gonna take baby Zeke away, so instead of dumping her, he proposes, and oh, no, come on! But just then, Javi finds out that Shaw Pharmaceuticals cut him out of the deal by buying from Darlene. So Javi crashes their wedding party, and with zero hesitation, kills Darlene! And without even knowing who he is, he shoots Wyatt too! No! And when Ruth Langmore finds out her cousin dead, she goes into DEFCON 5. Although, actually, DEFCON 1 is the worst one. But Ruth doesn't care, she's in full meltdown mode, doesn't care if Javi's a cartel boss working for the FBI, she's gonna kill him. And that's where Ozark Season 4 Part 1 comes to an end. If you like this recap, hit that subscribe button for more of the best recaps of TV and movies. And if you loved this recap, check out the join button and support the channel as a member.